This is George Kroos with another epic book review. Hey everyone, it is George Kroos, and I am really excited to actually review this book. It's an older book. It is actually called The Four Agreements, A Practical Guide to Personal Freedom by Don Miguel Riz. It is a fantastic book. I was actually thinking about this. I don't really do book, I don't know if I really do book reviews, as opposed to just talk about books that I read that I liked. So if a book really sucks, I probably won't make it through. To be honest here, I'd love to say that I tough through. There's some books I've read that I'm like, I don't think I really like this and give it a little bit more of a chance. And I'll still continue to read it. And then I'm like, okay, I actually like that. But typically, if I review a book on this channel, it's because I like it. You can actually get the book. It is in the link down below. And so thank you for being here, for taking part in this epic book review. What I actually did is I took some of my own notes and then I actually made a little bit of a script and I don't typically do scripts, but I just want to have some like notes and things like that. But I also played around with chat GPT to summarize and capture some stuff with me too. So it's like a in-between. So you can tell some of the stories I tell, some of the stuff that quotes gathered. And part of the reason I wanted to do that is just kind of play around and see how I can utilize this. And I think that the nice thing is that you know that it's me talking right now. Chat GPT didn't write this part right now, obviously, because they probably would have done a way better job. But yeah, I really recommend this book. But before, before we get into the book, I'm going to ask you, please subscribe to the channel. If you're watching this on YouTube, I would love for you to hit that like button. I'm really going to try to really try to do more YouTube this year and kind of focus on really getting more engagement. So here's another thing that I'd love to hear in the comments down below. I would love to actually hear a book that you would love me to review or you think that one that I suggested. So if you've been following me for any amount of time, you probably kind of get an idea of the books that I would like to read or be interested in. Or maybe there's something I don't know that you might think I might be interested in. So if you could actually leave a comment of book reviews that you'd like to see, some of my thoughts on those books, I would love to do that. The comments really help grow the channel. So thanks for listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever, go over to YouTube and leave that comment as well. Because I want more conversation in these spaces and learning from you as well. And I really do appreciate that. Back to the epic book review. So the four agreements, I don't know why I picked this up. I was actually, weirdly enough, I was on TikTok. And I think somebody said, if you were to read any book ever, they're asking some athlete or something that, and they suggested the four agreements and one that they would read every single year. And I can actually understand that based on the content, based on what I read, it totally makes sense. And so, as I said before, I'm not reviewing this book to give it a score, the Homer Simpson seven thumbs up kind of thing. But I actually just really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the principles behind it. And when you look at the review of the book, it is basically, and this is what I asked GPT to do a little summary. He said, the four agreements are a set of principles that can help us live a happier, more authentic life by freeing us from limitations of our own ego and the expectations of others. And it was a pretty good summary. And what I thought was that it was a really easy read. It was really easy to read. I like the style of writing. But the thing that I was thinking about as I was reading, this is a great book. When we talk about self-development, 
a lot of people are like, oh, I hate the self-help space. And I get that. I understand it. But when you really kind of look at the principles of what is being shared in the four agreements, they are really to help oneself. But really, if you truly want to make the world better, you actually have to start with yourself. A lot of times people want to actually get you to do something that they're not necessarily willing to do themselves. And that doesn't make the world better. We lead through our example and through embracing new ideas. And I can tell you the one the one thing that drives me crazy more than anything is hypocrisy. I've seen superintendents say, hey, I'm so glad that you're here learning. It's so important that we learn as an organization and grow together. And the second they're done talking, they just, they peace out. They're out. They're out the door and they're like, yeah, it's important you learn, but I, I got better things to do today. And so it is really kind of how do we actually amplify and make the world better through ourselves, through our own actions and how we connect. And I'll give you an example of that in a little bit in, in my own experience. And so when you look at the four agreements, they are four. And I actually pulled a quote from each chapter just to get into it. And so the first agreement is to be impeccable with your word. And the quote here is, your word is the power that you have to create. Your word is the gift that you give to the universe. So anytime we make a commitment to something, and I think it goes beyond words, it goes on to the actions that we do because of the words that when we commit to something, you know, that you stick by it. And here's something that I think about quite a bit. When someone says chronically late, right? That's someone who doesn't necessarily, that's not someone necessarily impeccable with their word. And I was listening to Eric Thomas, and he's a, an amazing speaker. And one of the things that he said is that he was having this conversation. He said, if I was to give you a million dollars, but you had to show up tomorrow at 5 a.m., would you be there? He said, of course. And so obviously you can keep time. Obviously you can, if you feel that it's of value to you, you'll show up on time. And so just that notion of being impeccable with your word is that are you someone that you can count on to be there for them? And so when I was thinking about this and... Think about my own context. I, this is something I like all these things, by the way, none of these things I'm talking about, I have mastered. I think that's why I really like the book is that I have to get better at these things as well. And one of the things I remember, some of the bosses I've had in the past, I remember one boss, when they made a meeting with you, they were never there on time. They were always there early. And it really said something to me about that boss. And the other one that I was thinking of was always late, always had a million things on his mind, never really paid attention when you're there. And really, when you think about that, be impeccable with your word, which one do you think I like more and which one was easier to be? And so something I've got to get better with as well. The second agreement is don't take anything personally. And I just think about that agreement and just what I just shared the story about the boss that didn't show up on time. And you, you think about that in, in the context of your own action. When you take it, things personally, it's often sometimes people are going through other things. And I, I, just like pretty much anyone that's spent any time on the internet, you know, I've had some negative things happen and some things share. And a lot of times what I start to realize is that the people, just like kids in our classroom, I know this is weird because we're saying this adults, but adults are a lot of times just grown kids, is they're not mad at you there's something going on with them there's something that's 
happening with them. And sometimes instead of being upset by what someone says to me, I feel bad for them that like, Hey, what is going on in your world that you're lashing out at me this way? And I really like that idea about don't take anything personally. And especially when we're working with kids, I remember years ago, a, a speaker came to our school and he said something that really resonated with me. And this is very early in my career. He said, never let an eight year old ruin your day. And it really stuck because the idea, never let an eight year old ruin your day. A lot of times when kids are lashing out, it's not you, it's something that happened, but you're just the person in front at that time. And so I thought this is not just true with the kids we work with, but some of the adults that we um, deal with as well. I hope, you know, if Don Miguel Riaz is listening to this podcast, I hope he fixes my pronunciation. In the book, he says, nothing others do is because of you. What others say and do is a projection of their own reality, their own dream. And how true is that? And so the third one is don't make assumptions. Ruiz shares, making assumptions are the biggest cause of suffering. The way to happiness is to find out the truth. When I, and this is in a world where you have so much technology, sometimes when we read an email, we make assumptions by not necessarily just the tone of the email, but our mood on that day. And that's something that I think about. And sometimes when I'm really frustrated with the tone, I'm like, okay, is this a me thing? Or is this actually, am I reading this the right way? And instead of getting really bothered by it, what I do is pick up a phone and I call that person. I said, hey, I read this. Can you explain this to me? Or, hey, is there something going on? And oftentimes, nothing going on and I'm just having a day maybe a little feeling insecure or there is something going on. And I think that's why I, the way to happiness is to find out the truth. That quote really resonates is because yeah, sometimes your gut feeling is correct, but until it is actually, you get that vindication or that, that affirmation, I guess that's when you decide on how you're going to take that information. And so the last one is and Riaz talks about how this actually encompasses all of them is always do your best. And as I said, I need to get better at all of these things, right? There's some days where a snarky comment or an email can bother me. And if I truly live by these things, then, then I actually wouldn't bother me, but it does. And so that's why I think it really helped me think about this. And Ruiz shares in the book is that your best is going to change from moment to moment. It will be different when you're healthy as opposed to sick. And I think it was Jocko Willink. He talks about how he works out every day. And a lot of people say, you shouldn't work out every day, blah, blah, blah. He's, I work out every day, except for when life doesn't allow me to work out that day. So it could be a sick kid. It could be something that happened in the life that I have to take care of right now. And that to me, I love that kind of that belief is that, and please don't think this is, okay. you need to work out every day. I'm reading another book called Peak Performance, talking about rest. I've been really embracing rest and really how to work in rest as part of my routine has really actually helped me grow over the last little while. But when you're talking about doing your best, it, it, it doesn't mean you'll always be at your best, right? It means doing your best with the situation you have because sometimes the situation is extremely hard and your best will look way different than when things are going really well for you. As I was thinking about these four agreements, I was thinking about myself. And I think that's why I, I always like to point fingers at myself before I point fingers at anyone else. 
I was thinking about this years ago. And when I started using Twitter and social media, I grew, a lot of people started following me, connecting with me on that space. And I saw there was some power in that space and the way that you could leverage it towards companies and bad service. And I remember thinking about airlines and saying, hey, you suck, random airline. Your flight didn't take off. And I would write something about that. And then they would message me. I'd get like a $50 coupon. And I really think I'm a big hero and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, I showed you. And then I started thinking about, I started thinking about the modeling there and how much it would really suck if someone saw me speaking like you suck George and then posting that and sharing that how much it hurt me and how am I any different or better than the person that works at a random airline the person that you know is working a job trying to take care of their family their siblings whatever And when I make that interaction, I step back and now I ask myself, is that person really trying to ruin my day? Or is this just a circumstances that is happening right now? I'm recording this at the end of December. There's all these flight issues and stuff like that. And the flight issues, probably 90% of them were because of horrible weather. And I'm going to tell you, someone who flies quite a bit, I don't want to fly in horrible weather. (laughs) I'd rather be grounded. I don't want to die. So, but some people will lash out. And I understand the frustration. I understand how people get like that. But I think a lot of times, and I think this is going back to this notion of don't make assumptions. I don't think people are trying to ruin your day. Sometimes they're trying to do the best with the situation that's at hand. Sometimes they are in a position where, to be honest, they're not trusted by the people above them in the their work. And that, so it's extra frustrating because they know they could do something, but they can't because they got to go through all these hoops. And it's something that drives me crazy in education is that when we hire people, we hire them because we think they're good. So we have to trust them to make good decisions because if you didn't trust them to make good decisions, you shouldn't have hired them in the first place. And so this happens a lot of time. The speed of trust slows everything down when you don't have this. So I really started thinking about how I didn't want to do that anymore. I didn't want to actually go and use that space because it was something that I didn't want happening to me. So why should I do it to others? And it was like my job. And I don't think any teacher, I've seen teachers do this lots, to be honest with you. And I know they'd be irate if a parent said that about them or a kid said that about them on social media. But sometimes we expect more from others, but not necessarily from ourselves. And so really thinking, how do we actually live that? And so now I want to talk about some quotes that resonate with me. And so I picked three and this is the first one that I like, and it goes like this. How many times do we pay for one mistake? The answer is thousands of times. The human is the only animal on earth that pays a thousand times for the same mistake. The rest of the animals pay once for every mistake they make, but not us. We have a powerful memory. We make a mistake. We judge ourselves. We find ourselves guilty and we punish ourselves. If justice exists, then that was enough. We don't need to do it again. But every time we remember, we judge ourselves again, we are guilty again, and we punish ourselves again and again. And that resonated with me because there's a lot of times where I've made mistakes in the past and I've done my best to amend them, but then you get caught up in the mistakes and then you start looking down upon yourself and then it 
reaction mood, all these other things. So I wrote this that it is okay to regret past decisions. I think that's normal. That's a good thing. And I don't think Ruiz is saying to do something different, but it's maybe important not to dwell on them and to move forward. But what isn't okay is that when we make those mistakes is that we don't learn from them, right? And that we don't grow from those situations. I think that is when we need to take accountability is when we look at some of the mistakes that we make, if we repeat them over and over again, and I'm guilty of this too, just like probably everyone listening to this right now, is that some of the mistakes that we make, when we repeat them over and over again, that's when we should have an issue. It's not when we did something 10, 15 years ago, have we got better? And I think that's something that we need to look to in ourselves. And when I said this earlier, I think when we look at this in at ourselves, that's why it makes the world better. Because if you give yourself the, that grace, if you learn to give yourself that grace, then a lot of times we learn to give others that grace that we hold, try our best to hold people to the standard we expect from ourselves. And especially in a world where cancel culture is a thing, I often ask, you know, this question, if your worst 10 minutes were online, would any of us have a job? And the answer is no. And you know this too, right? And so it's not that we can't make mistakes in the past. Do we learn from them? Do we grow? Do we get better? And do we, and then ultimately when we give ourselves that grace, we're more likely to give that grace to others. The next quote is this one. In your whole life, nobody has ever abused you more than you have abused yourself. And the limit of your self-abuse is exactly the limit that you will tolerate from someone else. If someone abuses you a little more than you abuse yourself, you'll probably walk away from that person. But if someone abuses you a little less than you abuse yourself, you'll probably stay in that relationship and tolerate it endlessly. And I thought a lot about this quote. It stuck with me because I don't know if I agree with it, to be honest with you. And I think that's why I want to talk about it. I don't know if I necessarily agree with it. I understand part of it. Maybe because I think a lot of times my struggles, some of my anxiety, some of my depression that I've dealt with and still, to be honest, you continue to deal with is because I feel sometimes I have an impossibly high standard for myself. And instead of focusing, for example, when I do a talk and focusing on the 99% that went right, I get just fixated on the 1% and that went wrong and what I could have done better. I think there is some merit there. I don't know. I don't know if merit's the right word. There is some merit to that in the sense that we always want to get better, right? I think it's actually, I think it's important to strive for perfection, but with the understanding that you'll never attain it, if that makes sense, that I am 47 years old. I'm 47 years old. And this morning, for example, I actually went and shot hoops, played basketball just by myself. And it's weird. I do drills. <laughs> I'm not trying out for any team, even though I'm, if anyone out there from the NBA is listening and you want, you want to make a good reality show, old guy who can't run would be a pretty interesting reality show. I saw someone post about, it'd be awesome to have the Olympics just have one person in the Olympics that doesn't train for anything to show really how amazing the athletes are. And hey, there's an NBA show right there. But getting back to the story, I, uh, 
I actually practice my shot to this day and I strive for perfection. I, I actually write notes of, hey, I did this right today. Here's what I could have done better. And I think I'm a little bit lenient because I don't necessarily expect myself to play. Well, actually, I don't expect myself to play. I don't say, oh, maybe, who knows? Maybe that reality show, maybe someone's listening. But think about that. But some of the things that I do, how hard we are on ourselves. And then we sometimes let people in our lives that are also hard on us as well. And I've really committed over, especially the last year, especially the move. When I moved, one of the things I did when we moved from Canada to Florida is we got rid of stuff, right? Get rid of stuff. I don't want, I want to pack as little as possible, right? Anything I don't need, why would I bring it all the way across North America? But it wasn't just that. It was people. And when I say that, I didn't want to carry on some of the baggage of some people in my life that just didn't make me feel good because I was like, I wouldn't talk to myself like that. And I'm not going to let anyone else do that as well. And so I really try to get better at some of the self-talk to lift myself up, appreciate. One of the things I've started doing is really kind of having gratitude first thing in the morning, talking about three things I'm grateful for in my own head, in my own little meditation, and then I visualize the day. And so really starting from that place of being positive and finding some momentum to start the day really helps with that. So I like that quote, challenged me a bit. I'd love to hear your thoughts about it in the comments down below. And so the last quote is, do not be concerned about the future. Just keep your attention on today and stay in the present moment. Just live one day at a time. Always do your best to keep these agreements and soon it will be easy for you. Today is the beginning of a new dream. And that this is right at the end of the book and it stuck with me because it's the idea of do not be concerned about the future is a little inaccurate in the sense that I want a good future. You want a good future. I want a good future for my kids. But I think the idea that Ruiz is showing is that really focusing on doing your best today, every single day is actually what leads to a better future. And I'll give you an example of this in my professional life. I wanted to be an assistant principal. Actually, I didn't want to be an assistant principal, but I became one. And I remember day one, I was like, I don't know if this is for me. Day two, I'm like, I can't wait to be a principal. I love this job. I love this, but I want to be principal one day. And from that day on, I was like, I want to be a principal. I want to be a principal. And I worked really hard on my job, tried to do my best, but I was always thinking about the next step. And time goes by so quickly, there is a lot of times that I wish I would have just appreciated more the moment. And the future would have probably been the future, but I've always had more gratitude for where I was at the time. And so a lot of times when we want, we have those aspirations, whether they're personal, whether they're professional, we're so focused on the future that we don't appreciate the present. But if you take care of the present, the future will become so much better for you. And I think that's the idea. When I do my workouts every day, I really focus on, okay, where do I want to be? And I understand that. And to be in that space, what am I going to do today to be the best version? What am I going to do over this next hour? And a lot of people talk about 10 years from now. What are you doing for over the next five minutes, over the next day, to be the best version of, your, of yourself 10 years from now? And it's not to be so caught up in the 10 years from now. It's actually to be caught up in what you're doing right now. And that's where 
that becomes better. And so just in closing, I really enjoyed this book. You can see it down in the link below. The Four Agreements, A Practical Guide to Personal Freedom. What resonated with you from what I shared? Any of the stories you'd love to hear? I'd also love to hear your book recommendations. What do you think is a book I can do? I'm going to try to do one of these a month, these epic book reviews. I think this helps me. The reason I do this is I love sharing. I'm actually really enjoying reading. This is something that I haven't done a lot of. In, I could say the last, what did I say? I'm 47 years old, probably the last 47 years. And so I've really started to read. But for me, I don't want to read 100 books. I want to read a few books and just dig into them. So me committing to doing a podcast a month on a book that I read helps me to make this part of my normal thinking, my everyday thinking. And that's why I picked this book because I really enjoyed it. But now it seems like it's going to be more centered on what I do and really trying to, as Maria says, trying to do your best every day. Not that we're there. None of us are there, especially myself. But how do we actually try to do our best every single day? So I highly recommend the book. I give it seven thumbs up. Homer Simpson favorite line. Check it out. But thanks again for being here for epic book review. Have a wonderful day. Take care.